in the house. It's Ashley. Hi, Miss Ashley. It's Brina. All right, y'all, we back. Episode three. Are y'all ready to get this started? Because I've been like out dating and stuff. So you've been out. You've been having mm, a, a, a very warm fall. Is that what's going on? You heating it up this fall? Yes, it's been. <laughs> it's it's actually a little hot. Like oh, oh okay. no, I'm, I need to cool down. Like mm, oh girl, oh okay. Go Ashley. Ashley trying to. Ashley trying to say warm for the winter. I know that's right. <laughs> right. Is on. Well, I'm glad that you're doing better. Sometimes you just need to take the time and space for yourself. So I get it. I, I've I definitely did. been And y'all know this. I mean, y'all really love me. Because she's yeah, going to be no attention. Like, <laughs> what do you guys got planned for the new year? I don't even have any plans. Back it up. Ashley has good. Ashley, listen. You tell me you ain't got no plans? I don't believe that lie. You got to be no, I never have a work outfit or something. Okay, I'm I, like, you know, I'm looking for something. Prina, you know, I'm expecting an outfit you know I've been looking and for a Listen, <laughs> I've been looking for a sparkly dress on clearance, okay? And every time I find one, they don't have my size. So I'm looking for one. However, I don't have a plan as of yet, but I do plan to go for it. So I'm just waiting closer to the time. Like, usually by Christmas or, like, a couple of days after, I should know what I plan to do. Okay. Mm. So, what do you have plans for the New Year, Prina? Um, I really ain't got nothing much planned. I never have anything planned for New Year at all, like, every year. I'm pretty much going to be at home either sleeping or I might cook something and then go to sleep. And that's about it. Uh, we never really go. One year, I tried to go to the ball drop, but uh, I left by 9 o'clock, and I was over it. So that's not going to happen. Um, but we might find something on Long Island to go to if they got something going on, you know, like in a little neighborhood to the small towns or something. We might go to a little ball drop like that. But I, I don't have any uh, definitive plans as of now, though. Okay. I don't really. I, I, I'm just going to stay in with my kids. So we already got the sparkling cider. Mommy's going to have her mommy juice. Um, but, I mean, I'm really excited for just to bring in a new year. The guy that I met um, at NABJ. Yeah, yeah, I remember. remember. So him and I was talking. He was saying, like, you know, his one, I think his youngest son, who he takes care of, but he's, like, not biologically his. Like, the girl had, you know, basically lied to him, you know, and he was just telling me about, like, everything that went through that. And, you know, it's really messed up. And he really loved that kid. And to to find out that it, it wasn't biologically his, like, really, really hurt him. So I definitely... And then he, and then he would have been wrong if he would have asked for a DNA test. Like, before, if he ever had some suspicions... It would have been like, why you want a DNA test? You know what I'm saying? Or even if he just, like, stepped out and just walked away from the child. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, I mean, yeah, you do have a point about us women not really. I mean, I don't think it's that we don't acknowledge that men have feelings, but I don't think it, we're as aware of it because we don't always, they don't always aren't always willing to share and speak openly about it. I think nowadays... Or even if they do, they're considered to be feminine or uh, emotional or whatever the case is. It's almost like they're not allowed to have emotions. Right, right. But I think nowadays it's becoming 
we're trying to get it to be more society trying to make it more um, easier for men to express themselves. I think there's more safe spaces for that and we're welcoming more of that. But when you've been conditioned all your life to not be emotional, I was just reading something about what that NFL player that um, killed himself um, last week. I forget his name. I think it's George Atkinson the second or something. But he had a twin brother that passed away last year, and he was going through it. Um, his brother, had, I think, committed suicide, and he was going through it with depression all year. But he was trying to act like, you know, he didn't know how to express himself. And he and he had wrote like an op-ed about, you know, not being able to really express like his depression because as a man, you're not supposed to do that. And then almost, you know, a year later, you know killed himself because he didn't feel like he had an outlet and when I was reading that I'm just like wow like we do need to create a, a time and a space for, for men to, to be able to express their emotions because you know you have tragedy like that I mean that's to the extreme but it just made me think about that how you know men don't feel like you know if they do express themselves they'll be called gay or you know what I'm saying, a punk or whatever, and it's ridiculous. You don't got an opinion, Ashley? I do have an opinion. Uh, I feel the same way. I think that it is um, It's kind of mortifying, and it explains a lot of why uh, particularly black families have or black women have difficult relationships with black men because um, black men, I feel like, are attacked the most the most about like masculinity um and feeling so you're taught at a young age i remember telling my little cousin like little boys don't cry but what is that doing like that is making him become an angry that will make him an angry man that can't express himself in any other way because he's been told that he can't cry so i do think that um I think that we're trying to do a better job of allowing men to express themselves, but they still have to have a, a level of comfort to be able to do that, like a no judgment zone, so to speak. And you guys' relationships, um, when do you, like when a man first is vulnerable or opens up to you, like I guess, can you describe, like has that ever happened in you know, what was your opinion of it? Because I think in order for a man to do that, he has to feel, like, safe and secure with somebody. Um, so that actually just happened to me. Um, it actually kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I always make it, I always make it clear, like, you know, you can pretty much tell me whatever you like, and it won't leave this space, you know, like, I want, I want to provide a welcoming environment for a man to be able to express himself. So when he did, I wasn't, I was just receptive to it. First, I just listened because everything doesn't require a response or an opinion or, you know, suggestions. So I just listened and then asked if, if there was anything like they wanted from me. Like, did you want to know how I felt or what I think about what you just said? Or did you want me to just listen? So I think that goes a long way. I feel like it has gone a long way. And I'm only able to accept that because I'm a little more mature now than I once was, I think. 
So it's not an uncomfortable feeling for me. Like I can just be, I can just absorb information um, that people or that men feel comfortable telling me. Mm, so men like to confide in you, Ashley. <laughs> I know. I feel like a diary sometimes. I feel like looking back, like when I was younger, there may have been an opportunity for somebody that I was with to open up to me and looking at like my reactions and how I used to respond to him. I probably, probably was a lot of reasons why that didn't happen. But I don't know. It's a new day now. Just just lay it on me now, baby. I'll listen. I've always, uh, I don't know, I've always had guys kind of like open up and tell their like, you know, feelings or secrets or whatever. I always, when somebody opens up to you, I always look at it as a secret. And I've always been a keeper of a lot of people's secrets. As much as I talk so much out the side of my neck, it's a lot of stuff I know about people, even groups of friends that talk about each other. And a lot of stuff that I know about that, like even here at this school, but one of my friends talking to him one night, just like we was just in here working on some stuff and I was talking to him and just like, he like just kind of came to me like out, out of nowhere, like while we was having a discussion, like, you know, people always think a, a certain way about people that they see on the outside, but they never know what's really going on with them on the inside. You know, and I'm like, that's true. You know, it's almost like when you're in high school and you always see the most popular kid in high school, they just got it all. You know, they look like they just got all the money and they look like they're so blessed and they always get good grades or whatever the case may be. And that's kind of like how people at this school look at that person. And he was like, people don't know under the surface, you know, like that, you know, he, he was, you know, he was poor. He grew up poor and his, his, one of his parents is, you know, about to pass away. And, you know, when he came to the school, he didn't have, like, it's all the stuff he was telling me. And I'm like, nobody would ever think that looking at him on the surface. They would never even imagine that. And then, you know, you got a lot of people that's, like, either trying to hate on you or trying to compete with you. Or they think that, oh, that person thinks they're better than you. But you never know what's really, really going on with somebody behind the surface. And, like, sometimes people need somebody to release that information to. It's hard to kind of keep a lot of stuff in to yourself. Like, it's just hard. Like, nobody can do that. You have to literally be somebody without a soul to be able to have a lot of stuff on your mind and not be able to talk to nobody about it. And it's a whole other thing to be able to talk to somebody about it. It's not going to run around and tell everybody, and hey, mama, your business. You know, always, like you said, sometimes... It, everything doesn't need a reply to it. You just need to sit there and listen because everybody don't always want to feel sympathy for their situation. They don't always want to be like, oh, I'm sorry. They don't always want to hear that. They just want somebody to listen to what they have to say about certain situations of their life because I was the same way. But, you I mean, you expect that from a female. When I was growing up, I used to always be telling everybody my whole life story about, like, everything I've ever been with, through. But it's like different, a different perspective when you actually hear it from uh, men and even older men because they tend, they tend to hide it uh, better and tend to like, cover it up better. And you will never know until you actually get into that space with them where they want to actually sit there um, and reveal themselves to you and you not be the type of, you know, be like, oh, so you a boss or, you know, you a bitch ass nigga or, you know, boss up or something like 
it ain't always about that. I could go through tragedy, I could go through pain, heartache, X, Y, Z, and I could still boss up, but it's okay for me to have emotions too at the same time. I want to ask like a guy, it makes me want to ask like a guy that I know, like what, what is it? Make, what about a woman would make you feel comfortable and opening up and being vulnerable with her? Well, I had a conversation with a gentleman to find out what exactly makes him express himself, express his emotions to a woman. Basically, what makes him feel comfortable in expressing himself? Like, how do you know when you can and how does it make you feel? I feel comfortable discussing my feelings with a woman that wants to share with me. In order to get to know somebody, you got to share information so y'all get to know each other, right? I'm more likely to open up, talk about myself with somebody who's willing to do the same about themselves. I share my information so I can get some of your information. Like I say, she's got to be a good listener, type of woman who was attentive or listening and wanted to ask questions. Well, how did you do that? Or how did you feel about that? That makes, that encourages me to share more. Be engaged. Put your phone down. Look me in my eyes. You know, stuff like that, man. Just regular communication things. So I just think somebody who was present makes it easier to be able to share. You know, this, this podcast is called Kisses and Conversation. And that, that's the whole thing. It's like, how can we even get to that communication, get to that conversation um, if you don't even feel safe enough to even open up to that person? Sometimes it's not you. Sometimes it's them. Just lack the ability to verbalize how they're feeling without feeling like they're jeopardizing like their masculinity or being too open. So you can't say, you know, like it's something about me. It's, it may be that person. Everyone is not taught to communicate their, um, everyone is not taught to communicate their feelings, particularly men. So it's just kind of like, you know? Yeah, you're right. Do we have a girl code? Um, it's not really, I don't think we really have uh, too much girl code. A lot of stuff that's been trending lately um, like we already said, there was people talking about Queen of Slim. The whole Jordan, Kim Kardashian thing is coming up again. All that banter. Um, you know, uh, West, rest in peace to Juice World. Um, he passed away a few days ago. But yeah, not really much in girl code for the day. Just, you know, happy holidays. Be safe for the holidays. Have fun, turn up. It's literally about to be, uh, what is it? Not, I ain't going to say a century. What is it? What's the year? A it's century. It's a new decade. Like, a decade. A new decade. <laughs> we are literally about to turn into a new decade. Okay. So Can I ask you something? You know, do you remember what you was doing on Y2K? You said what? Yes. Do y'all remember where y'all was on Y2K when the year 2000 turned? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I was at home in the bed. Girl, I fell asleep. I woke up like Three years ago. All the lights were on. Great. <laughs> people, people really thought that Y2K was about to destroy it all. I was, uh, it was our what? Uh -huh. Junior year? Yeah, junior year. Of, yeah. Of high no, school. No, 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 no. It was our people was going grocery year. shopping. Yeah, ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, it was our tenth yeah. grade year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tenth grade year because. 11th grade would have been 2000 to 2001. So, yeah, it was 10th grade. 10th mm -hmm. grade, 15 years old. And people thought the end of the world was coming. That shit ain't happened. Ain't not ending. Nothing happened. People thought the, that, computers, the computers was going to read zero, zero. We was at church at the watch night service. I went in the bathroom like, oh, Lord, please let us survive. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I really, I really didn't think nothing was going to happen. 
I really did not believe we were going to happen. Like, it's just, it was like, it's almost like those things where people, somebody always predicting the end of the world. You know, it's just like, I never forget, like, people was literally hysterical. It was, it was people building bunkers in there and there underneath their houses storing food like programmers all around was trying to talk about like y'all supposed to be some of the smartest person in the world and y'all programmers and y'all sitting here telling me that when they go to zero 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 as a date like computers are gonna be confused no that sounds like that could have like when i think about it now that sounds like that could have just been a way to boost the economy because everybody because everybody would have ran out and bought stuff you know what I'm saying? Well, we ran out of bars stuff beforehand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It never happened. Well, and they 20 years later, we still ago. here. They talked about it all in 1999, like how it was a panic. <laughs> like, time, like Time Magazine, literally, their January issue was literally like end of the world. Like, look, they worried about it all year. It was just like, the story of the year. I remember some movies came out. It was crazy. I was young. I was like 15 years old. So when you're a kid like that, it's just like, oh, okay. What y'all adults talking about? And then nothing happened. It just well, I went all the time to 2000. <laughs> I could tell you oh, um, 2000 for me. Um, that was when I got my first boyfriend when I was 15. And 20 years later, I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> that was the Girl. year I actually lost my virginity, when I think about it. That that summer, what, she, yeah, I think that was when I lost my virginity. I was 15. I hope you waited longer than I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> well. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> well. In fact, that was my first two-year relationship. I was dating this boy named James, and I met him at the dang on, on July 4th, actually. I met him at the dang on Belle Isle, and one of my step-cousins, not real cousins, actually was like, can you go tell that boy that I want to holler at him? And when I went over there to tell him that she wanted to holler at him, he was like, I don't want her. What's up with you? And then I ended up being with him for like two years. And then you could catch buses oh. and bring me McDonald's. Oh, that's was she mad yeah. with you? <laughs> no, she wasn't my real cousin oh, like that. She should have. She should have had her own business. He had, he used to have a. He, I'm just saying. I was look. I was a young hot thing. Okay. He used to buy me. Uh, I had the first time I ever had a Byzantine uh, chain. You know what I'm chains? The thick ones with the links. Listen, girl. I had an a Byzantine anklet. Yeah, the Byzantines, those was the shit back in the day. They don't know nothing about that now. You yes, were they were. Not, they be looking at you know like, that. <laughs> What's that? That's funny as hell. Okay. <laughs> Wait that much. For real. Them Byzantines well, was, was, was beautiful. That is awesome. I don't Crazy. know. I know that I'm excited for next year. I really don't know what the hell is going to happen, but I'm going to be 35 next year, y'all. Oh, whoopee. Yeah, I'm I mean, yay, 35, April. So welcome. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you like, I'm going to be 35 next year. Well, first of all, Prina, oh, like. <laughs> you, you're my oldest, my little sister. My little sister just turned 34 today. 
Oh, she did? Okay. Yeah, Damn, like how today. far apart Happy are birthday, y'all? little sister. We, we literally like a year and maybe two months, a few months. That's crazy. Like I'm year, on my life popcorn. Mm. Oh, I wanted to ask you, Prina, your mom is, your mom moved or did she just visit in over there? No, she just, she is visiting her husband in uh, Romania for the whole holiday season. She should be back next year sometime. So he, yeah. he had, he still, he moved in officially? He didn't move officially. He didn't have a choice. He got sent back to the country. So, I mean, well, I know that, but had, I know. Oh, wow. Yeah, last he time already I had property. Yeah, no, no. He already, um, even since he's been here for 20X or whatever, 20 plus years, he already had property and businesses and real estate over there in Devil like a whole life. His daughter was in control of it, you know, and collecting the money on it or whatever the case may be. And he, when he stay over here in America, the same thing, he had, he had his own business since my mama met him. And so when the stuff happened, they literally just supported him within two weeks. And so he already had an apartment for him to stay in. He just stayed in one of his properties. And so he just has to stay over there until they fix or clear up whatever they got to clear up. But in the meantime, my mama wants to go visit him on where her vacation stays. Yay. So well, I'm happy. I'm happy for her. She looks happy. Yeah. Yeah, she been posting pictures. I had no idea your mom's husband was Romanian. Yeah, yep, he's he's Romanian. He be Romanian rap. He be listening to and <laughs> half the time I don't know what he be saying, but he funny. I love him. So yep, he's Romanian. That's awesome. Well, y'all listen. I know. Um, I will be talking pretty soon next year. Hint, hint. Fun intended. Anyway, um. I'm really excited for uh, 2020. I think 2019 was really great for me. I stepped out on faith, left a job that I had been at for a very long time, and grew um, professionally, uh, grew with my kids. I even went through custody, court, and all that kind of stuff this year, but it's been really good. So, you know what? I don't really have any specific goals as far as the new year, I'm just praying that, you know, that, you know, I'll stay blessed, that I'll continue to grow, that my kids and I will continue to grow in God and in love. And, you know, I pray for the same for both of you. Aw, thank you, April. Uh, 2019 has been a little bit challenging for me. I feel like I have been tested by the universe when I'm past all of my tests. Like, I'm not freaking out. I'm not... I'm really just putting my faith in myself and what I deserve. So I am just um, going to let things align for me the way that they should in 2020. Like, I'm stepping completely out on on faith and the things that I want and desire, and I know that they're going to come to me in the order in which they need to. So that's pretty much my 2020 goal. What about you, Karina? So, for my 2020 goals, um, you know, every every year I've always done something different. Every year I've done something that I haven't done the year before. Like, my, everything for me. It's always ups and downs, different places, different uh, jobs, different whatever. And 
this year alone has been uh, an awesome year for me in general. I started off the year, you know, working at, um, you know, a radio station that I said I was going to work at when I graduated from undergrad. And then I, you know, proudfully left there and got grad school. I finally officially completed my second semester of grad school, all straight A's again for the second semester. Um, I've been doing good here. I've created a whole community, a whole lot of friends. It's just been like a good year for me. My husband got a new job. And next year, my goal is hopefully by the time I graduate, I should have me a job secured, uh, working in production for any TV show, talk show, or you know, uh, web series or whatever the case may be in New York or Connecticut or New Jersey, whatever the case may be. That's my main goal is trying to make sure I can go straight from grad school straight into um, a position and then me and my husband being able to move closer to the city or signing over for like a condo or something like that so we don't have to live in Long Island. That's my main goal right now is money, money, money. And being creative, um, I'm hoping that next year I can uh, get as much content in as possible as far as this podcast is, talk to more people, make more connections, more networking, all that good stuff, you know, that's just my ultimate, ultimate goal and hoping that, uh, you know, I can grow more with this podcast with you ladies, we can do more promoting and stuff online and more podcasts in person especially because i i know and it is just a different energy when we're all together um recording too so i'm hoping for all that in 2020 and we want everybody to have a happy new year Woohoo! right yes happy new year <laughs> happy, new, happy year. new year I'm praying everybody get laid, laid for me on New Year's. Get you some. <laughs> get as much as you can. Because they ain't happening over here. <laughs> right. Get you some. Yep. So. <laughs> All right. So that's the end.